Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. A figure moves, silent and swift, darting from shadow to shadow through the darkened laboratory. Even if this wing of the building were currently occupied, the intruder's silhouette would scarcely have been noticed as anything more than a daub of chiaroscuro on a black velvet painting. But there is no one else present to witness this invasion of a highly restricted area within the Delta Green compound. The humanoid shape glides with purpose over snake-like network cables and power cords connecting surge protectors and laptop docking stations around a maze of neon blue hamster tunnels, even stopping momentarily to peer inside the plastic tube at one of the furry critters nervously munching on a nugget of carrot and putting finger to lips in silent admonishment before proceeding toward the rear of the massive chamber. There is a pause, and then the nearly inaudible sound of rustling cloth, followed by a soft click. A penlight snaps on, casting a pinprick of illumination. It roams a specific two-foot section of wall in a slow methodical search, before freezing on what appears to be a rivet identical to all the others which fasten the metallic tiles from floor to ceiling. The figure reaches out with its free hand and presses on the rivet. There is a low hissing sound as pressure releases and a doorway opens where there had been none before. Smiling in the dark, the intruder oozes inside. The room beyond is faintly lit by a blinking array of routers and servers. In the feeble glow, a smooth egg-like sculpture stands illuminated in the center of the space, nearly 15 feet high. Several seams in the stainless steel surface give a clue to the means of entry, but that is unimportant. No need to actually crack open the egg at this stage of the game. The rounded base is held secure by several steel supports which are bolted to the floor. Thick hoses emanate from the bottom of the structure trailing toward the bay of computer equipment. There is a simple terminal mounted on the wall nearby. Bingo. With practiced ease, the figure inserts a tool against the face of the access terminal and pops the panel away, revealing a standard motherboard and outdated chipset. One hand goes into an overcoat pocket, retrieves a mini PC powered by an external battery. The dangling patch cord is connected to the terminal's innards, bridging two pins which are ordinarily left open. Then both computers are powered on simultaneously. The thief waits breathlessly. After a full 30 seconds, a command prompt appears on the screen, words pulsing with eerie green light. Remote connection open. The shadow grimaces in satisfaction, then bends forward and begins typing on the terminal, fingers flying across the keyboard with lightning speed, yet careful to press gently to avoid any clacking noise. A tiny file is transferred from the mini-PC to the terminal ROM, then delivered to the intranet via backdoor code, before being expanded to overwrite existing commands. The difference between the two programs is virtually undetectable. A slight change in spelling here and there 
along with a tweak to the handlers for dealing with line errors. It had taken months to engineer such a hack, but even so, the percentage of failure at runtime initiation was uncomfortably close to double digits. Hand shaking slightly, the intruder's finger hovered over the enter key. If this didn't work, alarms would surely go off, and security would close in quickly. Better to off oneself rather than allow any information to fall into enemy hands. That's why the mini-PC had already been outfitted with a tiny explosive device programmed to detonate automatically if failure was detected. A small explosion just big enough to immolate anyone standing within a 10-foot radius, but effective enough to ensure secrets went to the grave. Or at least up in smoke. The time for second thoughts... Hesitation or delay had long since passed, however. Index finger, depressed key. No alarms, no eruption of engulfing fire, only a blinking cursor on the screen that read, File mounted successfully. Mission accomplished. It is now a simple matter to retrieve equipment before closing up the terminal. The figure checks to make sure there are no scratches on the surface before striding back across the room with a last glance at the pod. They didn't envy the poor schmuck who next ventured inside that virtual reality simulator. You might go in thinking it's an innocently shaped structure safe as houses, but now there was a good chance you'd emerge with scrambled brains. The intruder experiences a momentary pang of guilt as they seal the chamber and move through the laboratory again, retracing their previous route toward escape. Hopefully, no one innocent would be permanently disabled, though there was the distinct possibility it might happen. After all, somebody had to act as conduit in order for the data to be extracted, and you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2020. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.com.